right, Nick. Uh, Reds fall 10 to 8. Uh, I think the score can be a little misleading. Could be a little misleading. Uh, I think the score is not really truly what the game felt like. It was a little bit of a blowout until uh, Will Benson. Obviously, I'll let you do the box score recap, but Will Benson with the big swing to, to kind of tighten that up a little bit, make it look a little better than it really was. I, I, let's do this. Obviously, it's late. Uh, we've, we've had a, a plethora of late games. Don't know how long this one's going to go. Maybe it'll go forever. We, we say that before and we do an hour and a half show. Who knows what happens? But um, let's do a box score recap, Nick, and then uh, let's get into some topics of conversation. All right. Reds-Diamondbacks game two of four. Hunter Green against Brandon Fought. Bottom of the first, Hunter Green, one, two, three. And then at the top of the second, Nick Martini turned on an inside fastball, made it one nothing Reds. Bottom of the third, Noel V. Marte made an incredible play with runners on the second and third to end the inning and hold the Reds one nothing lead. But then it unraveled in the fourth. With one out, uh, Gurriel Jr. hit a ball to Friedel. Friedel overthrew the ball into the infield, allowing Gurriel to get second base. Alec Thomas then singled to Benson. He tried to throw with really no chance of getting the runner out, allowing Thomas to get the second game tied at one. Hunter Green then walked a batter. Then Jace Peterson, the Diamondbacks hitter with a lovely 78 weighted runs created plus, hit a two RBI triple, just 79.8 off the bat. 160 expected batting average. That made it 3-1 Diamondbacks. Hunter Ring and then got a line out, but then he walked two more batters. And Tommy Pham hit a 2-2 slider for a single. 5-1 Diamondbacks. Hunter Green's day was done. In the top of the six, Matt McClain singled. Ellie De La Cruz came to the plate. In his first two at-bats, Ellie hit a ball at 107 and 109 with nothing to show for it. He decided to lay down a bunt with a third baseman playing back. And it was a beauty. And then with two outs, Nick Martini cranked his second homer of the night. 105 off the bat. And just like that, it was a 5-4 game. But in the bottom of the sixth, Brett Kennedy walked the first two batters. Got an out. Then he hit a batter. Then he got a big pop-up that the infield fly rule was called on. The ball drifted a bit into the outfield a bit. Ellie and Steer both appeared to be trying to call each other off. Ellie caught the ball, but Steer came crashing into him, knocking Ellie down and allowing a run to score. That certainly would not have scored otherwise. That made it 6-4 Diamondbacks. In the bottom of the seventh, Diamondbacks added two more runs off Kennedy. Could have been worse. Steer sort of robbed a three-run home run by Tommy Pham to end the inning. A kid, literally with his glove, took the ball out of Steer's glove in one of the most wild plays you'll ever see. Fan interference was correctly called. Poor kid was ejected, ending over. Diamondbacks got two more in the eighth. Reds sort of came back in the ninth. Will Benson hit a grand slam, but it wasn't enough. Reds fall 10-8 to to the Diamondbacks. Now puts the Reds a game out of a playoff spot uh, behind the Cubs, who hold the third wildcard spot. Uh, Diamondbacks hold the second wildcard spot. They're a game and a half ahead of the Reds. Reds are five back in the NL Central pretty much at this point, probably for all intents and purposes, closing the door on the division. Yeah. I, I, I think it's safe to say the division is toast. Um, and, and you got to give the Brewers some credit. Uh, I think that the Brewers deserve some praise. They've done nothing but play great uh, ever since the all-star break. So uh, you can't say the same about the Cincinnati Reds. Unfortunately, it's uh, it, it just feels a little demoralizing. I, I know maybe, uh, maybe I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm being a little too hard on them right this very second, but it just feels like anytime there's a big moment, a big series, they they just they flounder. They don't rise to the occasion. You know, I get that they've swept the Diamond, uh, not the Diamondbacks. They did sweep the Diamondbacks back in uh, July. I get they swept the, the Dodgers twice. I, I, I mean, that, they, they they won two series against the Dodgers. I don't know if they swept them both times. I know they swept them at home. Um, but but they have won some big series. I'm not here to suggest that they haven't. I'm just, my point is, is that every time it's been like, okay, this is a huge series, a la Milwaukee, three-game set right before you go into the break, three-game set right when you come out of the break, the Cubs series, you could argue, obviously, this series now, they they but here's the thing they got they got time to right their wrong they do have the Giants next and then they then they and they still have two games in this series so I don't want to sit here and write this series off if they were to split this series Nick I'll be honest with you that's a humongous win a success if you'd have told me they were going to split before the before the before the series started I would have taken it in a heartbeat and and gotten ahead, gotten out of Arizona uh, but. You know, we'll see what happens. They got the Giants and the Cubs next. The problem is, is it just the way this team looks? They're just not playing great baseball. It just it's not very clean lately. Um, there just seems to be mental mistakes, physical errors, and uh, I don't know how you feel about it going forward. But it's certainly, it's certainly starting to feel like uh, it's falling off the track in a way. And I don't want to sound too pessimistic here, Nick, but it just doesn't look, it doesn't look like we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, it just kind of feels like. You know, one step forward, one step back, kind of feels yeah. like it's it's been that way maybe for the last, probably since that last Diamondback sweep. Is that maybe the last time we, you know, I mean, obviously the Angels sweep, but you kind of, you know, lost right. all that. I mean, I guess the Dodgers series when you, you felt really good after that. But um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of has felt like, you know, you've had some really nice stretches, then and it kind of falls back. And, but still well within a race, you know, with, uh, five weeks to play in the season. Um, right. Everyone's going to be a grind out pretty much at this point on. Um, I think there's some positives to take from tonight uh, as, as ugly as the game was and as many missed opportunities as there was and as many mistakes as there was. Uh, I think there definitely is, is, is plenty of positives to take from this game. And I'm sure many will disagree with that, but I, I do like Ellie hit the ball really, really hard tonight. Uh, he had a great night at the plate. Uh, I mean, when you hit a ball 107 and 109, and then he also, uh, uh, you know, laid down that nice bunt, he had a great game tonight. Uh, that That's huge. Uh, Hunter Green was a lot better tonight than he was in that first start, um, yeah. as much as it, it snowballed against him. Uh, there was definitely some improvements. Uh, not as much as we want, not as much as we want for our ace, but definitely some improvements. And um, Reds did put up eight runs. Uh, some of those were cheap at the end, but still that we sure. haven't seen a whole lot of games like that. So, you know, hopefully you can build off that. You're facing a really, really bad pitcher tomorrow, a pitcher that has a ERA worse than Luke Weaver this season. That's been, been here pretty much all year. So uh, you got to find a way to get it done tomorrow though. Yeah, they certainly have to win tomorrow. It feels like a must win in, in a little bit of a way. Uh, part of that is momentum. Part of that's just the fact of, of, of who's on the mound. Um, so we'll see how it goes ultimately. Hunter Green, uh, really want to spend a short amount of time discussing him. I think he's going to be a hot rod no matter what happens. When you sign any kind of deal in this city, you're always going to be kind of topic A of conversation. As soon as he signed that $53 million deal, like it or not, whether you want to call it an average contract or you want to call it a big contract, I think it's fair to say that it's 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 not it's a not a, it's not a nothing contract, but it's also not like this 
mega deal that they signed, you know, Joey Votto or something for 250 plus million dollars, right? Like, I don't think Hunter Green's deal is going to stop the Reds from making other moves, perhaps. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't want anyone to, to, to get it twisted. However, when you sign a deal, uh, you're going to have expectations that are going to raise a little bit. Uh, Hunter Green has been billed uh, for a little bit of time here that he's going to be the frontline guy. He's going to be the ace. And uh, he's just not pitched like an ace uh, of recent. And obviously you add that in t- on top of injury. I think you're going to have frustrated fans. That's where we're at right now with Hunter Green. I'm not out completely on him, uh, obviously. But at the same time, I think there's reason for concern. Um, he did throw a little bit better tonight, Nick. But that's also because, you, you know, I mean, with all due respect, it's, it's kind of hard to throw worse than the last time. Um, so I guess if we want to be optimistic, we can say he threw better than the time before, but you know, again, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's not the highest, uh, that's not the highest honor, uh, to, to, to throw better than the last time. Uh, I, I don't know if you have anything else to add, add on green here before we kind of move forward. I really don't want to spend a ton of time on it. Cause I think it's a situation where he's just coming back from injury. We need him to throw the ball better. He didn't throw the ball that well, but I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into it. I'm just not. I mean, look, the first two innings were really good, really sharp. Uh, Last start, they were not. It was right off the get-go. He got rocked, so uh, kept the ball in the ballpark tonight. Um, You know, got a really good play from Marte in the the third after he walked two batters. Kind of felt like, okay, man, he really got a break here. And then that that fourth inning just really unraveled on him. But um, it was significantly better than the Toronto game. Um, So you hope that, that you can just, you know, build off that. A guy coming back from injury, um, but the Red, I mean, the Reds need him to be better. Um, I, I have no concerns about Hunter Green long term, but can Hunter Green figure it out in quick order? I, that that's where I'm just not sure about at this point. We'll just. I think Hunter Green's going to be a guy, and I hope I'm wrong. I think he's going to be a guy that's feast or famine. I really do. I think when he goes out there, he's either going to have his stuff or he's not. Maybe he can prove me wrong. Maybe he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to battle and get away with with being able to go six, seven innings and only giving up, you know, call it three runs uh, with his B stuff or his C stuff. I don't see that. I really don't. Now, you could you could argue, and I've said this before, having a guy like Hunter Green as your number three starter, number two starter, number three starter, I'd argue a number three starter more often. I know people in the chat are probably going to kill me for saying that Hunter Green being a three starter is where you're at. I, I think he's a guy that's just going to struggle with consistency until he develops more pitches because if he's not locating his fastball, and, and, and again, I get that his slider has been, has been above average or has been better than it has before, it's hard to be consistent in this league, uh, especially if you're not going to have more than just a couple pitches to rely on. So we'll see what ultimately ends up happening with Hunter. Uh, but again, like I said before, uh, let's keep it moving, especially in the fact that it is uh, 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And your boy's running on like three hours of sleep. Although I am probably going to get passionate about this show here in a minute. Um, I, I, I've, I've seen these takes online. I'm a little tired of it, to be honest. We'll see if I can hold it together and have a rational conversation. But Toxic Trace might bear his head open here in a minute. Martini, good for him, you know? Good for him. He's a guy that I think that uh, some of us Reds fans, I don't want to mention names, of course, uh, probably could care less whether or not he was in the lineup or not on any given night. Uh, Martini's kind of, one of the, he, he seems like a, a, a very good candidate for obscure red uh, here relatively recent mm-hmm. and soon. Uh, probably next year you could be like, oh, remember Nick Martini? Oh, yeah, I remember him. Uh, that's kind of the thought process I had. I'm a little sad, Nick, that we didn't take advantage of a Nick Senzel home run in a huge spot, a big Tyler Stevenson hit, 
and a two-home run day by Nick Martini, it feels a little disgusting that we didn't take advantage of any of that. Yeah, the way the way the Reds lost tonight, today and yesterday is probably not how you would have uh, expected it. That's for sure. But hey, that that's baseball. Uh, look, Nick Martini, he's a guy that hit right in pitching really, really well down at Louisville. You you really never know how some of those guys will translate up here. But look, the Reds need him right now. The Reds need need someone to kind of be a uh, a spark uh, that can hit right-handed pitching because right now they don't have that guy, at least until Jake Fraley's back, if he's even able to come back and be effective. So um, you're going to keep riding him out there. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that he's not like this guy that I think just came out of completely nowhere. He's a guy that has had a little success at times. Um, but yeah, big night tonight. Looked comfortable out there. That's for sure. So yeah. Well, listen, this offense, they they are uh they're not an offense right now that I have a lot of confidence in, if we're being honest. I just think they got a lot of streaky players. And uh depending on the night, Nick, we might score nine runs, we might get shut out. And I you know, it's not like uh the the beautiful thing is, I, I guess you can kill me for this for saying this. This is where I'm at. This is where my heart believes it when I watch this game and when I watch this team play for the last two weeks, they're just not a playoff team right now. And maybe they'll change it. Maybe you can say, Trace, you're giving up too early. You're being too pessimistic. They're just not. They don't have good at-bats. They don't have enough consistent players. And some of that's just because of youth. Again, we keep we keep kind of using this crutch that is rookies. But it is a little bit of a crutch. Like, you can't sit here and act like it's nothing. They are rookies. Uh, but they just don't have they don't have we don't have enough uh, what I would call consistent professional hitters right now. Um, and CES is a guy that, like I said before, I was calling for his name to be up here time and time again. He looks like he's pressing. He's lost a little bit, and uh, hopefully one day these guys will settle in and, and they'll become comfortable. And if they go over twelve over a, over a, a weekend series, they they're per, you know they're good enough hitters to not let that snowball into something bigger. Uh, than what that you know what that could possibly be, so that's where I'm at. I I, I don't I don't. I, there's no fix. There's no fix, Nick. It is what it is. This is who we are. They're either gonna they're either gonna play over their head, or they're not. And I think they played over their head at times this year, but right now the Reds' offense is who they are. It's it's average at best. At best, I'm trying to be nice. Average at best, Nick. I'd argue that it's probably below average if we're if we're being completely honest. So. Anything final to add yeah. on the offense before we get into the defense and bullpen? Yeah, I mean, I think the lineup right now, one through nine that they're running out there is is, is below average right now. Uh, but you have a lot of guys with upside. So can, can they kind of find some some magic down the stretch? Can Jonathan India and Jake Fraley come back and actually be effective? You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that just are a lot of if, 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 if. And, and there's some reason to have some legitimate hope about some of those things. Don't get me wrong, but it's a it's a lot of a lot of ifs. Uh, but look, the Reds did have eleven hard hit balls tonight. Uh, the offense was pretty good. I think CS actually had a decent game tonight. Uh, he had two hard hit balls. He had that that double. Had that really uh, in in the uh, second inning. Uh, hustled right out of the box, so that was good to see. Um, also, he got hit by a pitch in the ninth, but I I think it was on ball four, so he actually had a pretty good. Um, um, at bat late in the game. So look, you need him to be a guy that can get hot. I think he's a guy that 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 probably has a hot streak in him. That that's maybe the one guy that I'm looking at. And I think Ellie too. I think Ellie's starting to hit the ball hard. So maybe those two guys can kind of just get hot and 
Uh, if those two guys can get hot, especially against the bad teams, that's where you could sneak some wins out of here and make this interesting and and, and keep keep you in the race here for till the end of the season. All right, let's get into the defense. Um, so I I, I want to pull this play up. I know. Can I start off by saying I don't think this play won or lost the game? I, I don't think that we should sit here and act like this play was anything more than just a situation of a little bit of bad luck. That's all. It was a little bit of bad luck. Um, but I do think some folks, to a certain extent, are misreading this play, I, I guess, for lack of a better term. I'm going to clear the graphics, and I'm going to put this play up here. You guys know where I'm going with this. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um I, I just want to kind of like walk through this a little bit. So first and foremost, right, bases are loaded. We all know that when this gets popped up and everybody wants to sit here and tell me that Ellie De La Cruz is quote-unquote camped underneath it, I want you to look at two things here. One is Spencer Steer has to make a decision right now if, if, if he thinks that he's going to just allow Ellie to catch the ball or not. He's got to make that decision right now. He obviously realizes he looks down at Ellie Ellie's pivoting back and forth. Like, that is not camped under the ball, people. Okay? Now, I get Ellie De La Cruz is a great athlete, but let me tell you something. If your shortstop's running dead out and then spins back to his left and, and does kind of a little pirouette there, okay, that's not camped under the ball. It's not. Okay? So I want you to look at Steer's eyes. Steer, at this very moment, decides he has to, he has to go try to make this play. He can't look at Ellie De La Cruz anymore because if he does, he's going to misread the ball. He can't see the ball anymore. So here we go. You ready? If you're telling me that if you're telling me that Ellie De La Cruz is camped under the ball, I'm cool with that. If he catches the ball right where he's at right now, but let's watch where let's watch where he actually ends up. He's he's on the second stripe right now. He's on that stripe right there. That's where Steer has to make the decision. Ellie catches that ball all the way out here. When, when, it, when is Ellie camped underneath it? Tell me that. He's still moving his feet. He's still moving his feet. He's still moving his feet. And he, and he finally camps underneath it right there? That's camped underneath the ball? I don't see it. And I'm telling you, I get what everybody's saying. Ellie's amazing, and he has an unbelievable arm, this, that, and the other. But there's priorities in defensive metrics, and the reason you have priorities is because when there's confusion or when there's any kind of doubt, you rely on what the priorities are. If you hear Steer yelling for it, now the only thing I would say to Ellie's defense is it could be loud in the stadium, and he might not be able to hear Steer yelling, or Steer didn't yell. Okay, so I will give Ellie the credit for that. He might not have heard him, and he might not hear Steer yelling. As far as the language barrier, I got news for you. Ellie knows what I got it means, or me, me, me. So let's not let's not play that game. So here's what I think genuinely happens. Steers screaming at him right here, telling him that he's got it. Ellie knows that he has it. Ellie in his mind knows he has it and he thinks he's going to cheat the system a little bit. And he's like, I'm just going to catch it because I know I got it and I'm going to throw that guy out at home. Steer, Steer at this moment has has no idea where Ellie is. He never looks down because he's looking at the ball and he's trying to make a play. That's all that was. And, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's a little bit of a bad. It's a little bit of a bad situation. But to sit here and act like he was camped underneath it, and Steer has to know. Again, Steer at this moment, about right here, has to make a decision if he's going to go try to catch that ball or not. He's going to let. He's going to let Ellie take it. And I'm telling you, 
if you see your shortstop doing this number right here, uh, I wouldn't say that's a simple play. I wouldn't say that I'm going to let my I'm going to let my sh uh, shortstop automatically catch the ball. So again, maybe maybe again, I get where everyone's coming from. It's Steer's baseball. That's the that's the truth. If you want to get mad at Spencer Steer for for calling calling it off when he should have just let Ellie take it, I can understand the logic there. But at the end of the day, there's rules for a reason. If you if you play the game you realize that there's rules for a reason because if any moment there's confusion, you know in the back of your mind as, as an infielder that if you hear someone else has got the ball, you get the hell out of the way. You just get the hell out of the way. And if Steer doesn't catch that ball right there or if Steer doesn't catch the ball and be able to throw the guy out at home, that's his fault. That's his problem. You can get mad at Steer all day long for that. But in that situation, I hate to say this, but that's Ellie's fault. And, and it, it just is. Now, again... Do I, do I care a whole lot about it? Probably not. I just don't. But to sit here and act like Spencer Steer's an idiot for, for, for not letting Ellie, quote-unquote, catch the ball when he was camped underneath it. I just showed you the replay. He's, he's, not, he's not camped underneath the ball. Maybe for Ellie De La Cruz, he's kind of camped. But in general terms, that's not camped underneath the ball. All right. Um, defense as a whole, Nick, I don't know where we stand with this. I, I think... I think uh, you can point to some unbelievable plays. You can point to bad plays. The play that Marte had was unbelievable. You know, for for every Will Benson play we had in this game, which I don't even think Will Benson's play was all that bad, Nick. Um, the the Marte play was incredible. So, where where what's your take on the defense right now? Marte looks great. He looks very comfortable out there at third base, and uh, uh, that's a position he hasn't played all that long either, which is really I think what's encouraging about that. I think long term that's going to be just a, a rock solid, great defense uh, in your infield. Uh, on that play, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right on steer. The only thing I would just add is it, it's a tougher environment because it is an indoor stadium. So I, I don't know if maybe that played a little bit into it. I also I, you couldn't see the track of the ball, so I don't know if the ball kind of just looked like it was going to be. Because remember, they called that an infield fly. I I don't know that. It, it, where the ball ended up landing, should it have actually been an infield fly? So that that might infield that fly makes you think maybe it maybe it kind of carried a little bit more than it looked like originally. I don't really think I, I, that's one of those plays that I don't think you really can just be like, oh man, Ellie's an idiot, Steers an idiot. It's just it's a tough. It's a play. tough. It's, it's just, it is a tough. It happens. Play. It happens, man. I agree. You know? I actually agree with that. I I really do agree with that. I, I think that it's a tough play regardless. And again, the. the the stadium can get loud, Nick. This isn't they're not playing in a little league field where, you know, you can hear somebody from all the way across the diamond. It's it's might be hard to hear. And again, maybe maybe he didn't even get called off. So again, I I don't really put a whole lot of blame on one or the other and sit here and act like I could never see in a million years how you could do something. A la TJ Friedel trying to throw a guy out from three hundred and ninety five feet. Um but the defense is as a whole I think we got good defenders. I think we got some good defensive players. I do miss Stuart Fairchild as much as people want to make fun of me for that. Um, and I do think if we're going to get down to it, I I have a little bit of fear for for Spencer Steer playing left field on an everyday basis. Um, I guess if he hits really really well, you just live with it, kind of. But he kind of seems like a little, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll be proved wrong by by kind of the metrics, Nick, but. My eyes tell me that Spencer Steele seems like a, a little bit of a little bit of like a not I don't want to say not an athlete because that's being disrespectful to Spencer, but 
just doesn't look like as fluid as as a traditional outfielder. Which probably because he's not an outfielder, but he could be, he could become one. I, I don't know anything about Nick Martini's defense, but maybe you can make a case that Martini's actually an outfielder. Maybe he should be playing the outfield and Sear should be DHing or CS DHing and Sear playing first base. I, I don't know. But l- wrapping it up on the defense, that play is just a tough play. I think it, it, everyone points to that one. That's like the big play of the game. But like Friedel's overthrow and Benson's overthrow that allowed the extra bases. Yeah. That was ba- that was bad baseball. Like that's like plays that wasn't just uh you know, it was a tough play. Like that was, those were actual bad baseball plays. So I would if you want to find s- some fault with the defense, it was both of those plays more so than right. uh that tough play that just happened. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh bullpen, I I, I really don't put a whole lot of stock into into uh Brett Kennedy. I mean, I, I with all due respect, Kennedy's been great. I, I love the fact that he's he's given us two really good starts this year. Uh, I have nothing against them at all, but again, you just can't walk. First of all, as a staff, you can't walk that many guys as a whole. But momentum's a real thing. I mean, momentum is a real thing in the clubhouse, in the dugout, during a baseball game, the atmosphere of a crowd. We all know that. If you watch sports long enough, Mighty Mo, and I'm not talking about the guys that wear that wear yellow in the city of Cincinnati. I'm talking about momentum. Uh, that that is a real thing. Martini hits a home run, dugout's fired up, you're down by one. What do you do for the next inning? What do you do in the next inning? Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what you do. You, you, you walk, walk, hit by pitch. Oh, well, that's good. That's great. That's like that's like uh that's like a bunch of guys grinding for an hour trying to figure out how to start a campfire and they finally get some smoke and some somebody just comes along with their their bucket of water and just trips and falls and throws it right on the pile of uh, right on the, the sticks that are that are smoking. So you know, uh, but it's but it but again, it's Kennedy. So I'm not going to get mad about it because it's Kennedy. And and he was put in a tough spot. Let's also not forget he was originally supposed to start this game because of how the the rain out in in Los yeah. Angeles. They moved him to the bullpen yesterday, so a day ahead of when he was supposed to start. So I'm sure that messed up some of his you know tossing and all that kind of stuff. So he was in a tough spot. Poor guy's going to get optioned. I'm sure tomorrow Daniel Duarte is going to be back up. Uh, so thank, thanks Kennedy for all your service. You really helped us, uh, you're going to be optioned back down, uh, kind of stinks for him, but yeah. I, I'm sure hey, there's, no way, there's no way there. Yeah. There's no way they're going to leave him, leave him here. I'm sure Daniel, Ultra, Daniel Duarte is already on a plane somewhere. <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right. Hey, this <laughs> chat, I game. know, listen, listen, yeah. listen, you know what, you know, one thing I want to challenge our chat on a little bit. Listen, man, you guys are a little too predictable sometimes. The fact is, is that we lost the baseball game. All right, let's let's not try to kill each other in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Like let's 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 all relax. I know some are frustrated, some are mad at certain people, some aren't mad at certain people. Some people think that some people are great and and, and young, and some people don't want to hear about how young people are. I get all that, but let's just relax. Reds are going to play tomorrow. Reds hopefully will win tomorrow, and if they do, the chat's going to be back. We're all good. We're all good, chat. Let me tell you something. We're ahead of schedule, man. We're ahead of schedule. Yeah, I know you might not want to hear that, but golly day, I mean, like, what what the hell did you expect? What 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 was what did you expect? What did you expect? Trust me, I'm as disappointed as anybody. I thought I, they had me fooled. They had me fooled, man. I was hook, line, and sinker. I was hook, line, and sinker. 
I thought we were going to come out of that. I, I We were two games up going into Milwaukee. I thought we were going to take the series from Milwaukee, be three games up, maybe maybe even maybe five games up. Then we were going to come out of the series. We were going to take more two or three more out uh, uh, from Milwaukee. We were going to be up like six or seven games right after the All-Star break. That's what I had in my mind. It didn't go that way, though, as we all know. It didn't go that way. But golly, I will say man. this. What do you want? I'll say this. I don't know if this team's going to make the playoffs or not, but I, I'll guarantee you one thing. This team is going to lose some more games this season that you're going to scratch your head at, and they're going to find a way to win some games the rest of the season that you're going to scratch your head at and wonder how they did. I think that's just how this... It's. I think it's just going to be... You're going to see ups and downs, and it's going to... I think you, I think the Reds are going to hang in this race at least for a while, and, and if they do, the longer they can, the better chance they have because of the schedule coming out the stretch. But I I could totally see see people saying, "Up, oh, season's over, football season," like like they're doing right now. Then next week, right. oh, the Reds are right back in this, and then the week after, up oh, football season, and it'll. I think you're going to see a lot of that the next couple weeks. It all That's comes down to that Cub series. Is. It comes down to the Cub series, man. I, I'm not joking. No matter, all, I don't say no matter, but the Reds could could really, it's not a kid's show, so be ready, not a kid's show. The Reds could really shit the bed out here. They, 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 like, they literally could lose the next, what, three of five? I think they got five games left out there. They could lose the next four or five. And if they sweep the Cubs, if they were to sweep the Cubs, a four-game set on Labor Day weekend at home, all that's forgotten. It's 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 irrelevant because they're gonna gain. They would gain. They would leapfrog the Cubs, unless you think the Cubs are gonna win the next three or four games in a row. They're not. But but if you lose every game to the Giants, you're gonna have the Diamondbacks and Giants ahead of the Reds, and those have the two spots. So, <laughs> but then the Giants and the Diamondbacks have to play each other, and then at that point, Seattle, uh, not Seattle, excuse me, the Di- the Diamondbacks and Giants are, are probably gonna have to play each other again. And on top of that, listen to me. At that point, the Reds are going to be within a game or two of, of both of them, in my opinion. And, and and they got the easiest schedule on the on the, the rest of the way out. They got the easiest schedule on the rest of the way out. Now, do I want to go into the Cubs series having to take three or four or having to sweep the Cubs? No, I don't. But I'm not. Put it this way. I will promise you one thing. I am not calling the season dead until until the Cubs series is over. I, I I'm not doing it. It's impo- It's impossible. They could lose the next five games in a row, and I'm not doing it. Now let's hope yeah, we don't it, do that. Well, it just it would obviously just be nice to at least just win one one of these games against the Diamondbacks. You leave town, you'd be a game and a half behind the Diamondbacks, but you have the tiebreaker. Then if you win two or three against the Giants, you have the tiebreaker on them. And then if you win uh, two or four against the Cubs, you have the tiebreaker on them. So really, that's not all that many wins, but you would have yeah. the tiebreakers on. Three the three teams right now that are tied or ahead of you. So, um, yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah. win one of the next two, two or three from the Giants, split four games with the Cubs, and you're probably in a really, really good spot. I can't wait. I cannot wait for Trey Mancini to 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 to, to put the nail in the coffin of the Chicago Cubs. I can't wait for it. I hope. I hope. Listen, if you want me to fire you up a little bit, you want me to make you feel a little bit better, I'm telling you, that's coming. That's coming. That is coming. The Chicago Cubs are going to get... I, I I think the Chicago Cubs are going to get... They're going to lose three or four or they're going to get swept by the Cincinnati Reds. I can feel it in my bones. 
Trey Mancini is going to have a, have the week of his life, and and all Cubs fans are going to be miserable in Great American Ballpark. It's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be beautiful. I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it's it. It's a long long trip back to Mason. Long trip. Yeah. All right. I had to be somewhat positive on this show. It's been it's been a little depressing in the chat. I mean, if you look in the chat, it's like uh, it's a it's a woe is me crowd. Reds in my LB, Nick. Let's get to it. All right. No Louisville tonight. They got rained out, so you got a little bit shorter tonight. Chattanooga Lookouts, they lost 4 nothing to Tennessee Lookouts now, 64-53 and on the year. Julian Aguiar, really nice performance tonight. Six innings, uh, just gave up two runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. Um, Aguiar now has a 2.62 ERA, 22 starts between Dayton and Chattanooga. Uh, Blake Dunn, 2-for-5, stole his 47th bag of the year tonight. A high date, and they lost a tough one, 3-2 to the Lansing Lugnuts. Dragons now 60-58 and 58 on the season. But Jose Acuna, uh, four innings, two runs, uh, one walk, four strikeouts. The 20-year-old Acuna, he's got a 3.61 ERA across 94 innings this season. Pretty good season from him. Edwin Roya, one for four with the triple. Sal Stewart, two for four. Carlos Jorge, one for three. And one other note, Andrew Moore. Uh, pitched uh, two innings in this game, just one hit, no runs, struck out three batters. Uh, over his last three games, Andrew Moore, uh, five and two-thirds innings, no runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Moore was uh, part of the return for Luis Castillo, but he's battled a ton of injuries. A really talented guy uh, that that probably, I think he's kind of gone back and forth between reliever and uh, uh, starter, but uh, good for him. Hopefully he can finish the year strong because uh, he is a very talented pitcher. And then uh, low A, the uh, Daytona Tortugas, they lost 3-2 to Fort Myers, 51-46 and 46 on the season. Uh, not a whole lot going on in this game. Collier and Acosta each over four. Um, Alan Serta did triple in this game. But that's it. Reds MILB presented by Bedford Sportsbook. I said I love that. Who, what, when, where, and why, Nick? I believe it has been lively. I haven't seen otherwise. I'm sure with Kennedy pitching, it's been lively. Uh, let's hope Ben Lively has some of that magic from earlier because in his two rehab starts, he gave up 10 runs in five and two thirds innings on uh, in his last start before he went on the IL, he gave up 13 run runs in Chicago. So, uh, let's hope Ben Lively has some magic. He's, he's somehow had it all year. Hopefully he's got it. Good news though. Red's going up against Zach Davies. He has got a 7.3 ADRA this season. Uh, this is his first start since July 18th. He left with, uh, Back inflammation, which AKA I think was uh, his 7.3 ADRA. His three rehab starts, Trace, he had an 8.7 ADRA. So lefties crush him. So Nick Martini, let's keep it rolling, buddy. Uh, Friedel, two for three in his career against uh, Davies. Stevenson is two for nine. That's the only two active Reds to have faced Davies. So it's a guy you want to see. <laughs> yeah, let's hope the Reds can find a way. Find a way. College football is back tomorrow, too, by the way, if you care about such a thing. Just a reminder for everybody. Speaking of Bedfred Sportsbook, uh, before we jump on here, San Jose State, if you're a degenerate, not a bad <laughs> idea. Not a bad idea. All right. Um, I think I think at this point, it is what it is. I need some rest. You need some rest. We all need some rest. These late, these late night games, man, they'll wear on you. They'll wear on you. Especially if you have to edit a edit a uh, a, a golf uh, video and then you got to turn around and host a morning show. Got to be honest with you, I've been I've been fighting tooth and nail to stay up to do this show, and I'm glad I could do it. 
But I got to be honest, chat. We'll be back better than ever tomorrow. I know I might be able to make it. We'll see. I got a wedding that I got to go to tomorrow. Might be a situation where I can make it back in time. If I'm not, Nick will have you covered, of course. But the Reds, the Reds, the Reds are gonna. Um, they're gonna be okay, one way or the other. I I, I don't want to tell you that I think that they're gonna be fine tomorrow because I don't want to jinx anything. And by tomorrow, I mean today because hell, it's already, it's already tomorrow. So that's where we're at. Eight ten to eight ten tomorrow. Eight ten. So we do we do get a hour and a half earlier. Bryce Spalding will be joining us tomorrow night. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We greatly appreciate all of the love and support. If you have not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, well, what are you waiting for? Do it right now as we have new episodes available bright and early the morning after every single Reds game this season, just in time for your daily commute, your morning coffee, or however else you get your day started. And also, make sure that you're subscribed to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so you can join us live after every single Reds game this season and be a part of the conversation hit the bell and turn on notifications also so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live we hope that you have a fantastic day and as always go reds